You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Yesterday, we were trying to understand the opinion of Rav Shimon that is Mekel in Muksa. We wanted to know, in Hilcha Shabbos, he's a consistent Mekel, other than certain unique cases. One of the cases where he was a machmir was moving a burning candle, a burning Shabbos candle. And we wanted to know why Rav Shimon, this was the question yesterday, why was Rav Shimon worried about that? Even if the candle goes out, it's a dover she'eno miskaven. And Rav Shimon is on record for saying that a dover she'eno miskaven is mutter. You could drag the chair to the table, even though it makes grooves in the floor. So an answer we saw yesterday was that when you drag a chair to the table, even if you would have intent to make a groove, it would only be a darabana. But if you take a candle and you move it around with the intent to extinguish it because you want to reuse the wicks, that would be an isser from the Torah. Therefore, when it's shalobik avana, which is what the person is doing when he's moving the light lit candle, it's still an isser de Rabbanon, and that is why it continues to be muksa because of the isser de Rabbanon. That was the answer yesterday. Which means, whenever there's an isser de Araisa to have kavana, there's an isser de Rabbanon without kavana, even according to Reb Shimon. So Rava asked on this answer, which was Abaya's answer, Mesiv Rava. The Mishnah says in Klayim, Mochreksus, Moichrin Kedarkon. That we know, as I've mentioned before, that the best way to advertise your clothing was to be a living mannequin and people can see how it looks on you and that's the way they could buy it. Now, this Jewish peddler that was selling these clothes was selling Shatne's clothes. The Mishnah Klayim says that he could wear them regularly, normally, show them off for people to see it and then buy it from him. It shouldn't be that if it's hot and he's wearing a, a cool linen outfit that he's thinking, boy, I'm glad I'm wearing this because I really feel cool in it. Or big shamim, if it's a winter time and he's wearing this down shotney's coat, whatever it is, because then he's having kavana and therefore he's doing the lav of shotness. So make sure you don't have kavana. Make sure it doesn't become a double on the skave. The Mishnah says, people that are makpid and halacha, the tsnuim, the ones that don't want to get caught in this, even though they're probably going to sell less because the people who are watching them do not see them on and clothed in a human body. They see them dangling on a pole behind their shoulder. They want to stay away from shatnes. But meyikar adin, this Mishnah, which is a Rav Shimon Mishnah, you're allowed to walk around being the living mannequin for the shotness. Vahocha, if Abai is right, the Chimachavein isura daraisa ika. If you'd have kavana that you're enjoying to wear it, 
then there'd be an Isidar Isa. So even though you're not having the Kabban, it should still be Yasser the Rabbanon, the same way it is in Ilcha Shabbos, to move the candle, because if you'd have Kabban, it would be an Isser Daraisa, so it becomes an Isser the Rabbanon moving it. Here too, it should be an Isser the Rabbanon wearing the Shatnes. And still, Kivo Mechabe, and as long as you don't want to wear it for the sake of enjoying it as clothing, just in order to make a sale, Shari Reb Shimon Lekatechila. So this disproves a bias theory. Elamar Rabba, Rabba said, how are we going to explain Rav Shimon? Hanach Lener. When it comes to a Nair, which is where uh, Rav Shimon said it was Aser, it's got what? Shemen and Psil in it. Right? It's got oil, it's got wicks, and everything is all there for what? It's all a buses together to what Rashi says? To the Shalhevet. It's all a buses to the flame. And therefore, this is the Chiddush that Rav Shimon holds buses Ladover Osir is muktza while it is a basis, as long as the flame is there. The flame is the Dover Osir. The flame, which, which is not a keli. The flame, as long as the flame is there, and all of these things attend the flame, the, everything in the Kli, as Rashi says, is tofelishoeves. And that's why, not because by moving it, you might extinguish it. It's a chumra and ilchas muktza. That's what Rava says. It's a basis with Dover Osir. Amar Rabzeira, Amar Rabasi, Amar Rabbi Yechanan. Rabzeira said in the name of his Rebbe from Eretz Rabasi, who heard it from his Rebbe, Rabbi Yechanan, who heard it from Rab Chanina, who was one of the people who took over from Rebbe as the Rosh Hashiva, who said what? Amar Rebbe, <laughs> right? Rumanus, Rumnus, Rabbi Rumnus, three times in Shas he shows up. This is one of the three times in Shas that he shows up. What did Rav Rumnus tell Rav Hanina? We had a censure pan that you put Keturus in. Rav Rumnus says, and Yehuda Hanoshi himself allowed me to move it even though it had the ashes in it. Hmm. Now, at this point, the Gemara assumes that the Afer is Muktza that the ashes inside the center pan are muksa. And you didn't really need it, especially Yudah Nasi didn't need it. And Rumanus that was there with Yudah Nasi did not need it. And what's the Chiddush? Rashi says, Ashminan, the Agav Machte, the Ikataris Kliolecha, Tiltil Im Efara. Meaning it's not a bosses with Dover Osir. That despite the fact that it has muksa in it, you can move the Kali. That sounds like a bigger heter than Reb Shimon was saying, right? That even though there's a, we talked about the dead Efroach before that was inside the cage. Similarly here, we're talking about the Muksa Efer that's within the center pan. And Rebbe allowed it. Now, Rabbi Yochanan said that over and to Rav Asi, and Rav Asi said it over to Rav Zera, and Reb Zera quoted it. But even though he quoted it, he was not sure why it should be correct. He said, 
Mi Amr Rabbi Yochanan Hachi. Did Rabbi Yochanan actually quote this and want us to study this and say it was true that you can move the center pans, the pans that had the ketoris in it, after the ketoris is no longer burning, even though the afer is still in there? Vatnan, the Mishnah says later in Shabbos, no to Adam bino, for Evan biodo. You're allowed to pick your son up, even though he is, he is holding a muksa item. But since it's not like you're picking up muksa, because most of what you're picking up is your son, and he doesn't want to let go of the stone, it's not a problem like, oh, I'm moving muksa. I'm moving my son. My son happens to have a muksa in his hand. That's, it's not a problem. Oh, kilkula. Let's say you have a basket of fruit. But what fell into the fruit? Muksa items fell into the fruit. Ha'evin betocha. Why? Because obviously, even though there is muksa inside this basket, it's mostly a basket of fruit. And therefore, it's mutter. Okay, as we're going to see in a minute. Rabbi Yochanan made sure that nobody would misinterpret that Mishnah and understand the only right you have to move the muktzah is because most of what's in there is not muktzah. And therefore, it's not a basis l'davar oser, right? This is the same heter to open up a, a, a drawer that has muktzah in it, depending on what most is inside the drawer. Since most of what's inside the kilkula is peros, that'll be okay. So time of the ispe peri. Yochanan feels the only reason you can move the thing is because what's in there in, in large part is the fruit. A less peri low. And this pan, the center pan, only had ashes in it, it would seem. And therefore, I can understand that Rebbe might hold like Rav Shimon. And we saw in the Gemara a couple pages ago, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. We had two different Lashonos. But it's become clear that Yochanan, based on traditions that we saw, holds not like Rav Shimon. He holds like Rav Yehuda, right? And he says clearly that this would be a problem. So why did he let this halacha get out into the open? That was his question on Rabbi Yochanan. Ishtomen kishochada. Rabbi Asi was, was, was uh, it's a great question. I don't have an answer. Then he thought about it some more and he came up with an answer. Happens to me a lot. People ask me questions and we can figure out the answer. Vamar, hachanami de ispe kartin. I see, says Rashi. What's kartin? Shenishtairu menaur. Aha. In other words, there's stuff besides the ashes. What's there? Livona. There's some good frankincense. The Chazil Ariach. Aha. So even by the base Rebbe and with Ramunis, they could stick their hands in and take a little snuff. The Agav Livona which is like a Kelkalamoiperos. So you have to say the case of Romanus that Rabbi Yochanan was referring to, Yochanan was clear that there was also some leftover frankincense or other type of spices in there, which would still be able to be used on Shabbos. And even Yochanan could agree that it can be moved and it's not considered muksa because of that. I guess you have to say it was also burned out from before Shabbos. Because it was burning on Shabbos, Yochanan would say it would be considered uh, muksa. It was be a basis with Avaros or muksa when Ben Ashmoshes occurred. So you have to say that Yochanan understood 
The case was that the incense burned out from before Shabbos. And what's left in it is some leftover uh, frankincense and some ashes. So the Gemara says, Amar Abaya, Abaya asked when he heard about this answer that Rav Asi gave to Rav Zera, he said, Kartan Be'Rebi Mi Chashivei? The story happened in the, in the palace, palatial house of Rebbe, Rebbe and Rav Ramunis. Do you think Rebbe considered these leftover incense that had burnt out on Friday afternoon important that he was going to stick his hands in there and, 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 and take snuff from it? <laughs> Rebbe's not that way. And therefore, what you got here is basically ashes and more ashes. They're all muksa. Because Rebbe would not consider that important. Mar says, and Abayah says, what are you going to tell me? You're going to tell me, but you know who would stick their hands into this center area, the center pot, and get snuff and walk around with it on Shabbos and put it in their nose? Poor people would, who can't afford snuff that hasn't been used yet. They're the ones that get the leftover snuff. And since a poor person would not consider it muksa, it shouldn't be muksa for Rebbe either. I said, that's not true. But Tanya, let's take a look. When it comes to Hilchas Tuma, big day aniyam, remember we talked about small little strips of material, right? Small little strips of material that are, uh, that are less than three tfachim, that are three etzbaot, which is a begot only for an ani. It's only mekabal tuma aniyam. Wow, right? As Rashi says. Those are only begodim for uh, an ani. Big day, ashirim, lashirim, obviously. Uh, the bigger it is, it's for an asher. Avodaniim, lashirim, lo. But let's say one of these strips of material, this little ani handkerchief that an ani would use to patch up his sorry pant legs or his pant where his knees are, which an usher would never use. Let's say. Usher happens to have such a piece of material and a dead sheritz falls on it and it's the belongs to the usher, it wouldn't be Tomei. So you see, it all depends from your perspective. And therefore, muksa is the same way Abai is, re, is, 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 is saying. Muksa works the same way. For the Ani, it's not muksa, but for the usher, it would be. And therefore, if it was the Ani who owned it, if the ani was your, if the usher was slumming and visiting the ani in his house, it wouldn't even be muksa for the usher, because the ani owns it. The ani considers it something snuff that he likes to smell. But when it's in the usher's house, and that's where this occurred with Rav Ramunis and Rebbe was by Rebbe's uh, in Rebbe's estate. There, this item would be considered. Uh, not worthy, not considered valuable, and we considered muksa. So, what was the het there that Rabbi Yochanan said over to to move it? El you know why you can move it? We know one of the term of muksa is when you have a chamber pot. You have a, a, a chamber pot that people defecate in if they can't move around. They're not able to get to the bathroom. Or this is what they go and 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 gather the the fecal material in. You're allowed to lift it up and move it away. 
even if it's not with Tzarech Makomo, whatever it is, you have a Heter and Muksa to move it. So you see that sometimes, even according to Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda, who Rabbi Yochanan Paskin like, you're allowed to move Muksa items, a special Heter Chazal gave, that you shouldn't have bed, stinky bedpans around with you. And that was the same Heter that Rebbe told Rav Ramunas about the censure pan. Amarova, Rav said, I've got two problems with what you said. Choda, Gerev Sharei Mois. The whole idea is, is that it's disgusting. And that's why Chazal made a special Heter, because the whole world considers the smell and the presence of the difficult material Mius, and therefore Muksa was, was, was placed on the shelf, and they were allowed to move it. Hilo Mois, true, Rebbe wouldn't use it, but it's not Mias. The leftover ashes is not Mias. The leftover pieces of, of, of frankincense are not Mias. Vaod, even if you want to say that for someone on Rebbe's level, having this stuff around is considered like, like, like a normal person having a bedpan around. If you think about it, the whole idea of Graf Shalrei, it's Migle. You can see it. The point is, the fecal material is not covered. It's open. That's what makes it a chamber pot for you to be able to stick your backside on, on it and sit on it. Baha'i michse. And this censure pan, as Rashi says, kol machtos mechusosein. V'yesh ben nekavim There's little holes in it, but it basically has a top like Aladdin's lamp on it. So therefore, it's not, it wouldn't be similar to Graf Sharei at all. Okay, Rava, so what are you going to say? You got a better answer? Elama Rava, I'll tell you what. Uh, my answer is based on something that happened in my life, Rava said. What happened? He says, Kavivin and Bey Rav Nachman, I remember when I was in Rav Nach, by Rav Nachman's house, Havimetatlinen Kenuna. We actually uh, used to have like a, a it was like a clean choshet, Rashi says, it's like a little portable fireplace that you could stick on the ground and get warm with. Okay. And what, what did he say we could do? He said that if it, it had burnt out before Shabbos, or according to Rav Shimon, even if it burned out on Shabbos, what happened? He would let us move the kenuna Agav Kitma, because of the uh, because the ashes were in there, meaning the ashes are positive. Rava says, and even in the house of Rebbe, ashes are positive. You never know when some kid is going to run in and, and 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 without his diaper do something or throw up. Having the ashes ready to cover it, even in a place like Rebbe that has servants, is also choshev. Oh, the ashes are good. <laughs> the ashes are good, and of course, it's not a problem. But the apogav, the ika oleha, shivreyetzen. That even though there's ashes, which is positive, but there's also broken pieces of wood that generated the coals and the fire, which is worthless, what are we going to say? We're going to say the ashes are more choshev. So we misinterpreted what, 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 what Rav Ramunas meant. 
Ramunas meant that you're allowed to move the center pan because of the ashes. Bi'afara means because of the afer that's in there. Why not? Because even though there's other objects in there, the other objects are considered, it's like the case of the basket with the fruit and the, and, 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 and the, and the, and the dirt, the fruit and the stones. The fruit is more important. And here also, the affair is considered more important than the broken pieces of wood that you can do nothing with on Shabbos. That's the Yisod of the Heter of Rebbe Ramunas and Rebbe. That's the that's Rava's pshat in the story and in the psak. Mayspace, so now we ask on Rava. What do we ask on Rava? From a Brysa. What does the Brysa say? We know that Shimon and Yehuda argued about Muktzah. And Shimon says you can move the nair that is already burnt out, even if it's a Mias nair, even if it's made out of clay material and it's got gunk in it, you're allowed to move it. However, if the material has broken pieces of what? It has broken pieces of wick in it, then then you can't move it. Hmm. Okay. So what do you see from there? You see that even though there's oil in there, and broken pieces of wick, we say that the broken pieces of wick stop it from allowing you to move it. Remember, the oil, according to Rav Shimon, you could put on your salad. They weren't hygienic. Rav Shimon, his whole heter is to move the stuff, and you can use the oil that's in it afterwards. But if after it burns out, there's still broken pieces of wick in it. Now it's usr. Question is why? According to Rava's psak from Rav Nachman, when you have two items, even though it's not clear, you go with the one which is more expensive, and you say that's the ikr. And that's why the affair, in the case of Rav Nachman and Rava, is more important than the broken pieces of wood. And that's what we want to say what was the case of Rav Ramunis. But this Brysa says, when you have a nair and has, it has leftover oil and it also has leftover psilos, that you're not allowed to move it, even according to Rav Shimon. But why not? L'chorah here, even maybe Rav Yehuda should admit it's okay. Well, Rav Yehuda not because it was burning before Shabbos. But according to Rav Shimon, it should be all right because the most important thing here is the oil, not the wicks. It sounds like as long as you have another item in there, even though the other item is less important, it, it stops this from allowing it to move. The only way you have a heter to move something is if, it, if, it's, a, if it's clearly 10 times worth more, like your son is worth a lot more than the stone in his hand, and the fruit is worth a lot more than the stone. But where it's a, a 50%, a 20% difference, there, we say you got a problem because of this other thing. So this is a question on Rava and the Psach of Rav Nachman. So even though Rava knocked out Abaya, Abaya is coming to Rava's help here. 
Amar Abaya, Biglila Shanu. That Shabbin that you said, that Shimon and Yehuda will agree, it's because it's in the Galil. Why in the Galil is it different? Why is the Locha different in the Galil than would be somewhere else? Take a look at Rashi. <laughs> because the Galil, they zero in on broken pieces of wick. Because they don't have linen clothing and leftover linen clothing, old linen clothing to, to rip up and make wicks out of. Therefore, that's considered a specialty item. They're not bottled to the, to the oil that's there. And in that area, you know what's considered the king in that leftover uh, container of Nair? What's considered more important is the psilos. And the psilos, of course, are muksa because you can't do anything with them on Shabbos. You can't you reuse them on Shabbos. So because of that, in the Galil, Shimon would agree that it's muksa. But outside of the Galil, Rob and Rav Nachman are right. Outside of the Galil, the Shemen would be more important. And that's the way it needs to work. Levi Bar Shmuel found Abba and Huna Barchia. It was Ravuna's base madrish, Ravuna's house. And he happened to find these two fine Tamil Chachamim there. He didn't go into Ravuna, but he figured who asked them the question. Is it mutter to, to reconnect the Tarsi bed? The Tarsium, Rashi says, were travelers. Why were they travelers? Because they, they had a type of living that they made, working with, with metalworks, or they were weavers. The Holchen Meir Le'ir Le'melachtan. And therefore, since they traveled, they needed to bring their beds with them. Their beds were, were a contraption that could be set up at night and then taken apart. So the question was, would they be able to set their bed up on Shabbos? So let's see. The Tarsi guy gets into town before Shabbos. He didn't have a chance yet to, to fold his bed out and stick the poles in together to make a bed. Can he do it? So they told him, yeah, you're allowed to connect those poles and have your bed like that. When he came to Rav Yehuda, Omar, Rav Yehuda said, is that what they told you? My Rabbeim said differently. If you, even though it's this contraption, you did binyan. That's considered binyan on Shabbos. How could they have allowed that? On that, Mesve, we have a question on Rav Yehuda. It says, Hamachsir kanei menorah b'shabes chayiv. We talked about these menorahs, these candelabrams that were made from a number of different pieces. So if a person puts those pieces together, person connects those pieces together on Shabbos, chayiv chatas. Let's say, kanos sayadin. These were people who would go like painters, but instead of putting paint on, they would use lime, and they would lime buildings using this contraption that had parts to it. So 
depending on how far away they'd have to stand from the building, that they would adjust the size of their pole in order with the line that was at the end of it. So let's say kana sayadin, lo yachsir, meaning you shouldn't stick another pole on it to make it longer or to take one of the poles off. So it's different than the Kanei Menorah. In other words, the Kanei Menorah is supposed to stay that way. You stick it in with strength. Even though it can be disconnected, it's really Binyan. But Kanasayadin is only Osir de Rabbanon. Rapsimoyomar, Karen Agula, Chayev. Karen Pshuta, Potter. What is the, right? Why? Um, the Karen Agula, these are all types of, Rashi says, they're all types of flutes or other types of wind instruments. And um, basically, the way it works is that you would stick um, something into one of the holes and not stick something in the other hole, and then you would blow in it, and then the muse would come out in a certain way. Okay, so if it's a if it's one of the ones that are round, if it's a if, if it's a round trumpet, a karanagula, and you're putting the stuff in the holes, you're chayev because I guess it goes in very strongly. Karen pshuta, if it's not round, it's just like a straight trumpet, and, and and you stick this stuff in the holes in order to get the sound that you want. There will be potter. But what do you see? You see that you're not chayev achatas. You see that it's only potter avalaser. That's one thing. Secondly, you see that it's usher no matter what. And how could those first two argue? Remember, there's, there's, there's three Amaroyim giving a psaka here. The first ones were Rafuna Barchia and Rav Abba, and the second two was Rav and Shmuel. So, Mesve is going on the first group. Rav and Shmuel could say, look, uh, we think the Mita is similar to the Kanei Menorah. And that would be a question. You have to look at the Mita and see how firmly you put the bars in. But you definitely see there's only two options here. The only two options are Chayev Chathis or Pater Badasar. How could they say it was Mutter for the, to, 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 recon, to, to put that bed together? That doesn't seem to be an option. Slingmara says, Inhu, they, how do they hold? Inu di Amarki Haitana. They found another Bryce, another Tana to back them up. The Tanya, Malabnota Mita. So what were the Malabnot? Those were uh the problem was that um the 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 floors were made out of dirt. And the wood, the bed had wooden legs. So the, the, the floor would get wet, the floor would get crummy, and that would eat away at the quality of the legs of the bed. So what they used to do was they used to create like a sock for the wooden bed, and that's what used to stand on the ground. This would protect the quality of the wood inside, right? Or karaotamita where basically every night you would stick the leg of the bed into a hole of, that, of the frame that held the mattress. 
or Lavachim Shel Skivos. Lavachim Shel Skivos is also what you would use, Rashi says, in a bow. This is a, Rashi's eighth cotton. It was like a, a, a piece of wood that you would firmly stick into the bow, and that's what allowed you to draw the arrow. That allowed you to hold it, and it's not the string, but allows you to draw the arrow on it. So all of those three things, lo yachzir, v'im hischir potter, avo, avo oser, but v'lo yitka. When you do all of these things, the Bryson says, do not push it in with strength. Rashi says even further, using pegs, do not put it in there strongly and then peg it up. And if you do, you're You know what? It's no iser if you make sure that when you put it in, it's, it's weak. It stays in there, but you can tell by, by, by handling it that it's not there in any strong way. So that's who those two Amaroyim held like. They held like a Shimim And that's why they said, as long as the, the guy who's putting the bed together sticks the poles in in a way that they stand strong enough to hold the mattress, but they're not in there really strong, it's mutter to do. And it's not called binyan. He had a mita like that. It was called the Galaninis Mita. And he would set it up on Yomtif to sleep on. So one of the Rabbanans asked Rava, says, My Daitech, why are you allowing that? Why do you let him do that in, in, in Hamas house? He says, Binyan Minatsadu. It's probably because you hold it's not a real binion because it's he does he's sticking it in and it's and it's and it's it's still very loose. He Daraisa I agree it's not real binion, but isn't it Isura Darabon and Mia And what did Rava answer? Rava said, I'm not Shimangamlio spherely. I don't have Shimangamlio. The Omar Im Mutter. And therefore you see that even Rava held that way. And therefore, we're able to makayim the psak that they gave. Even though Rav and Shmuel held much more homer, Rav and Shmuel held you might be chayvachatas in that case, but as long as they were makbid to put it in in a, in, a, in, a, in a format that it was still loose, such a bed could be put together. And again, this happens a lot. People are putting stuff together, building blocks and things like that, tinker toys and things like that. This is where it would be relevant. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.